Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 83, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great show we have for you today. Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop Kevin Newman stops by. Also, Seattle Mariners play-by-play man Dave Sims. That foul affair and much more. Let's go. Better up to lead off. It's getting robbed and keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. You hear that? That's the freaking New York Yankees. The Red Sox have heard them because the Yankees are coming. They have won five in a row coming into Wednesday night's game against the Red Sox. They've won 12 of 15, and they've taken over the second spot in the AL East from those Red Sox who are nosediving. The Yankees swept the doubleheader on Tuesday and we're looking to win another game against the Red Sox. And the Yankees, here are the numbers. It's incredible. The Yankees were 10 and a half games behind the first place Red Sox back on July 5th. But since then, they've gone 26 and 11. That's right. And the Red Sox are just, you know, tumbling. 3 and 11 in their previous 14 games before Wednesday night and the Yankees uh, for the first time are in a playoff position as far as record and schedule since May 30th. So what a turnaround. We've seen Aaron Judge. We've seen Giancarlo Stanton. We've seen 
The offense come alive. The Yankees made trades at the trade deadline and uh, to get Gallo and Rizzo. And boy, things have really turned around for the Bronx Bombers. The Yankees have made some noise and look like they're going to the playoffs. Number two. Bally Sports Detroit has suspended Hall of Fame pitcher and broadcaster Jack Morris indefinitely after Tuesday night when he had racist comments leading up to an at-bat by Shohei Otani. And uh, Jack Morris apologized on the air later on in the game, but it was too late. And he made some sort of uh, crack using like an Asian uh, accent to say something about Otani and Bally Sports did the right thing. The Tigers also put out a statement saying they were disappointed in Jack and that they supported Bally Sports Detroit and uh, we do as well here. And these guys have to stop with the um, racist remarks and jokes and stuff they're trying to slip through. That day is over and broadcasters keep going by the wayside because they're so set in their old ways, and those things just don't play anymore. Number three. Mets owner Steve Cohen rips his team's offense on Twitter. I just have one question. Why? Come on, man. Here we go. I get it. Everybody in New York is frustrated about the Mets. They were leading of the NL East for 90 days, for three months, and now they're sinking like a rock. They have injuries. They have all kinds of things going on. And uh, going into Wednesday night, they had fallen below 500 for the first time since May 5th. They're now four and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves, who are leading the division. And it was just two weeks ago that the Mets actually led the division by four games. And I get the frustration But here we go with the owner. You know what? Say your piece. Talk to your general manager. Talk to your manager. Even talk to some players personally. But to go on Twitter and rip the players as if they're not trying to hit and as if they don't want to have better batting averages and win more games. I mean, it just, here's the start of something that could be silly. I think Steve Cohen, who's a new owner of the Mets virtually, has made a mistake by going on the offensive on Twitter. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop Kevin Newman. Kevin, welcome to the podcast, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Rob. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, the Pirates finished up their three-game series with the Dodgers on Wednesday night in Los Angeles. But I want to talk to you about something that happened to you this past week where you were mentioned with Harness Wagner, one of the all-time great baseball players ever, and that you were the first Pirates shortstop with four extra base hits in the game since Harness Wagner in the second game of a doubleheader, August 22nd, 1910. I mean, when you heard about that, what do you think, Kev? Um, yeah, I saw that. One of my buddies actually told me, um, and uh, it was it was an honor, man. I didn't I didn't have any idea it was it was uh, something that rare. But you know, to be mentioned in the same 
sentence um, as a guy like that is uh, is just incredible. It, it really is when you when you go back and you're talking about such a long period of time that no other shortstop would have four extra base hits in, in a game, but you did it. And uh, obviously, the Pirates uh, are struggling and you know out of it for this season. But but let me ask you about you, Kev, to start and the difference. In baseball, you have to keep making adjustments from your first year when you batted 308 and then the next couple years. How have teams pitched you differently? Have you seen that? And then is it up to you to make an adjustment? Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a game of adjustments. Um, you know, first year coming in and having that success and then um, with all the data and analytics that are out there now, um, it's really like a cat and mouse game. Uh, you know, they have the ability to see um, you know, where and what pitches you hit well and where and what pitches you don't. Um, so obviously they're going to do everything they can to exploit those um, weaknesses. And, you know, that's where the adjustments come in. Um, so it's really, it's, it's never um, not changing. You're constantly, um, you know, adjusting your sights, your focuses, your approach. Um, because if you don't, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure out what, what gets you out. And, um, and that's part of it. Is it frustrating or is it just a learning process? Because you batted 308 your breakout year a couple years ago, and then uh, it, 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 you know, your average is around 225, 226 since then. Is it frustrating or is it just a learning process or do you take it on as a challenge? Um, all three, honestly. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, baseball's a game of failure and, um, you know, so, so being able to, um, you know, grind through and, um, you know, get through those slumps. Um, it's it's all three of the things you just said. So, um, you know, you just take it day by day and um, continue to show up to the field, you know, wanting to get better, um, wanting to compete, wanting to face the best in the world and um, and making those adjustments. And that's kind of how you, uh, you take it day by day. Our guest here on Inside the Parker is Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop Kevin Newman. And Kevin, I, I brought it up a little bit ago about – uh, the Pirates, and, you know, it's been a rough year. Um, but how do you prepare yourself? You're a major league player. You're in the big leagues. You've got a job to do. And even if your team is out of it, is it harder to play or it's not harder to play because you have a job to do and you just come out and play every day? Yeah, every day is is, um, is the same approach and mentality. You know, you go out there um, wanting to get better. You go out there, you know, competing as best you possibly can. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, nobody likes to get out. Nobody likes to lose. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, with where we're at and where our record's at, you know, that's, that's not where we want to be, but um, it's a reality of the situation. And um, so just showing up every single day and, uh, you know, getting your work in and, and uh, bringing your best self to the field and, you know, collectively trying to get wins um, every night, regardless of, of our record. That's, uh, that's kind of the mentality for us. You're a young guy. Field of Dreams came out before you were born. Did you ever see Field of Dreams, the movie? I did not, but actually it's funny. You know, after that game, we, my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, hey, we have to watch that soon. So it's definitely on the list. Now let me ask you about the event. I don't know if you were playing when it went on or did you see the highlights or what you saw of the Field of Dreams. Kev, I thought it was absolutely spectacular and it gave me goosebumps to watch it. What was your... Uh, did you get to watch it, or were you playing, or did you watch the highlights, and what was your reaction to the Field of Dreams game? Yeah, we were able to watch it, um, and, uh, you know, it was it was really cool, and the game itself, 
um, I think made it just, just an awesome, awesome thing to watch. Um, you know, that you're going back and forth between those two teams and, um, you know, obviously ending in a, in a walk off. And, um, I thought it was just one of the best baseball games I've seen. Um, and on top of that, I think it, it was pretty cool, you know, just the, the backdrop and, um, everything behind the game. And, uh, you know, I think it was a great event. It really was. Yeah, they really did a good job. And then the other part, too, was only 8,000 seats, so the intimacy of it, right? Like, usually you're in a big stadium. To play in front of 8,000 people, I think, is pretty exciting as well. Yeah, definitely really cool, really cool, you know, to, to, to be able to – for those people that did get to go to that game, I think that's an experience that they'll have forever and um, and, and share with those that, uh, that weren't able to make it. But that, you know, it seemed like an, a really awesome event. Last thing, Kev uh, – as a baseball player, I mean, you watch all the players, you play against them, you see them on the highlights, and, you know, people try to talk about who are the uh, best player, who's the best player in the league right now, and there's a lot of really good players. And and either you could tell me who you think the best is or who you like watching or whatever, aside from your teammates and you. Uh, is it Shohei Otani? Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? Is a Vlad Guerrero Jr. When you look around baseball, who's the best player or who's the most exciting player to watch? You know, it's funny. Uh, as you started asking that question, I started thinking about it, and uh, and those were the three guys that actually came to mind. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I think that I think that anytime um, you know you get to see those guys play, it's fun. Um, you know, I haven't played against uh, uh, Shotani. I haven't played against. Uh, um, Vlad, Vlad, but I uh, played against Tatis, and um, you know he's he's special, man. It's uh, it's it's pretty incredible to watch and, and to play against. Um, but yeah, those three guys, man, they're bringing excitement to the game, and uh, you know it's really good for it. No doubt. Hey, Kev, uh, continue success, man, for the rest of the season. Appreciate you uh, joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. 
You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? With the Padres' Fernando Tatis Jr. once again announcing his presence off the IL with authority for the third time this season, a two-homer day in his first game back on Sunday, the NL MVP odds are once again back in Tatis' favor, if they were ever pointed somewhere else. The Padres' shortstop has unequivocally been the best player in the National League when he's been on the field this season, but what has that meant for the Padres as a team? Well, it's hard to figure out, but the Padres have been a fairly average offense even when Tatis has been healthy this season. Middle of the pack in the NL and runs, extra base hits, and home runs, though their strikeout and walk rates are elite, don't really jive with the talent on the roster. In fact, as of August 16th, the Padres were just 47 and 42 in games in which Tatis appeared, a 528 win percentage, and 20 and 12 in games he missed, a 625 win percentage. No one here is saying a Padres are better off without Tatis. It's just a fun statistical oddity you only seem to get in baseball. It also got me thinking about which players have been a part of the most victories this season. Not the best players necessarily, but the ones whose teams have won the most in their outings. No surprise with the league's best record, the Giants own the top two spots as San Fran has won two-thirds of Mike Yastrzemski's 100 games played. But number three on that list switched teams during the season as the Brewers' Willie Adamas went from Tampa to Milwaukee and has seen his teams go 75 and 40 in his presence. Now, hopefully Tatis can stay on the field over the season's final six weeks to, I don't know, maybe bump that team win percentage up a bit. That was sarcasm. That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My, oh my. Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. When Max Scherzer was traded to the Dodgers from the Nats, shortstop Trey Turner was still considered like a throw-in player in the blockbuster deal and is overlooked when mentioning the elite shortstops in the game. 
JR, is it foul or is it fair to say that Turner will shed the underrated tag this season as a member of the Dodgers? Fair. Trey Turner was one of the best kept secrets in baseball while on the Nationals. He hits for a high average. In fact, he's hit for the cycle three times. He's a world champ and he's fast as heck, swiping more than 30 bases in four out of six full seasons. He hit 342 as a rookie and ever since his power numbers have been increasing. The shortstop position is a glamour position. Unfortunately, and since Fernando Tatis came into the league, he's been the all-star at that position in the National League and Turner's modest power numbers have caused people to overlook his all-around great game. He's like a throwback. He's had seasons of 43 and 46 steals and is approaching the 2020 mark. As a member of the star-studded Dodgers, Turner's already more popular and being appreciated for everything from the way he hits in fields to the way he slides. He's a gamer. He's all over social media as the Dodgers fight for the NL West. L.A. was the perfect place for a guy who made his first All-Star game this season and just needed to get on the Dodgers superstar radar to get his full props. Turn money into more money. Now it's time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. Rob, it's a brand new week. We came off a stellar performance a weekend ago, and we continue that trend today with the New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. LA's trying to keep pace with the San Francisco Giants that never seem to want to lose. And the Dodgers also lit up the Mets last weekend, sweeping them at City Field. We turn over the page to Chavez Ravine. You got Max Scherzer on the mound versus Carlos Carrasco in this pitching matchup. I'm all over this thing. Dodgers in a victory in that affair. The New York Yankees are riding high right now. You go from July to August and potentially see what happens in September as they try to flag down not only Boston, but also the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East Division. I'm going with the Yankees in this one. They take on the Minnesota Twins. First pitch is at 7.05 Eastern. Speaking of that, I'm also looking at the White Sox and the Rays. This will be a stellar matchup. Michael Waka, Lucas Giolito in the pitching matchup. I like Tampa. I like the Chicago White Sox, both with good offenses and pretty solid solid pitching staffs. I'm taking the under in this one under with the White Sox and the Rays. And that is game number three for us. Rob, I'm out. Take out the papers in the trash. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball. This week for Trash Talk, we got a number of nominations, including the Baltimore Orioles as a team. Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers, the closer. But this week's winner comes from Kuzma Burner, at Kuzma Burner, and he sent me this, quote, Steve Cohen clowning his players for going through a slump. That's right. Kuzma Burner is ripping Mets owner Steve Cohen, who took to Twitter to blast his team. If you want to be on Trash Talk next week, hit me up on my Twitter, at Rob Parker FS one When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast a friend of mine and the TV voice of the Seattle Mariners, Dave Sims. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rob. Good to hear from you, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. 
No doubt. Always good. Hey, the team that you uh, do night in and night out, they got a shot at the playoffs, and they're playing some good baseball. Tell me about the Mariners. And, Dave, can they make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, they can make the playoffs. They're going to need a little bit of help. But I tell you, this is one of the best situations we've had in a while. We're four back in a wild card race. Uh, this is a team that when you look at it on paper, you're like, okay, you know, a nice team, but, you know, nothing to, you know, that's going to scare the pants off you. Next thing you know, you know, they're, they're sitting at, at a really good position, 64 and 56. And they have had outstanding performances out of a bunch of guys in the bullpen that I don't think many people have heard of. And the other thing that's really been outstanding, they have been anywhere from two to seven in the major leagues, runners in scoring position, batting average. Uh, a lot of clutch hits in this ball club, and I think that uh, the, the bullpen and the clutch hitting uh, has, has been really good, big reasons, and also the, um, the starting pitchers come around, too. We lost so many guys early on. Right. There's been so many injuries, and I know the uh, Mariners were definitely hit with it as well. Uh, who has to be that guy pitching-wise and hitting-wise in these last six weeks of the season that's got to be there for the uh, Mariners? Well, Ty France has already taken that over pretty much in, uh, in the mainstream. Mitch Handiger's probably right behind him. J.P. Crawford and Kyle Seeger probably the top four guys with Abraham Toro mixed in. But th- those would be the, the focal guys. And then pitching-wise, we got um, Marco Gonzalez going tonight. I mean, he, he really is the embodiment and the epitome of the classy left-hander. You know, doesn't throw real hard, but throws strikes, compete like heck. And uh, he's gotten results. He threw an actual complete game, Rob, in two hours and eight minutes in his last outing against Texas. Wait a he minute. Wait a minute. Was Randy Jones pitching? Who was pitching in that game? Honestly, God, somewhere Mr. Bob Gibson is very is, is smiling knowing that somebody threw a complete game in 208. That's unheard of in these days. I mean, I grew up with that stuff. That was just another day at the office. That's Wednesday. But, uh, you know, the way the way baseball operates now – you know, they, they're happy if you can get a guy who can go five or six, and then they throw it to the bullpen. But now Marco, Marco's back from uh, – had some injury problems early on, uh, was on paternity leave for a while. So he's really starting to find his rhythm, and it couldn't happen, happen at a better time. Our guest is uh, Mariners TV play-by-play man Dave Sims. You've heard him. He's done the NFL, all kinds of stuff, but uh, baseball guy. And here's the other thing. When I look at the Mariners, how well they've played at home, what is it about uh, Seattle and, uh, you know, why they're playing so well? You know, some of the things in baseball you really can't put your finger on. The 12 games beyond 500 at home and four under on the road. It's, you know, comfort. You know, we have a beautiful ballpark, T-Mobile Park. Uh, the weather here in Seattle has been spectacular with a couple of bumps where it got super hot and that freaked everybody out. But it has been – it's just been a, a comfort, the comfort level. I think that's the biggest thing, especially in this, you know, this day, day and age of COVID. And, you know, guys, you know, they, being home, I think – I know just speaking for myself, I, I like the fact that, you know, when they're home, it, it's just a, a normalness that we didn't have last year. And the one thing that, I, that jumps out at me is the plus-minus – or I should say the run differentials is really yep. what I'm trying to say. And there are minus 45 going into Wednesday's action. Uh, yep. it, that doesn't look like a playoff team when you're not scoring, you know, enough runs. 
Yeah, but in the, in the column that that headed by a W, it says 64 and the L say 56. <laughs> yeah, People have right. been saying that for weeks, and it hasn't really caught up yet. And this is a heck of a heck of a stretch that the fellas are in right now. Uh, they got to get it for my money. They got to sweep Texas. Uh, you know, lost two uh, walk off games last time they were down Texas just a few weeks ago, and then uh, they go to Houston. Dusty and the boys are going to be tough, and Ditto Oakland. And they come home for Kansas City and Houston. So, and that, but then they get Arizona. They get Arizona six times in September. They got a Boston team that, at the moment, is really and they may pick it back up. And uh, so we'll see. And it, they're going to be facing a lot of teams where they will be able to control their own destiny. Two more series with Houston, and two more with Oakland. Jump off the page, and uh, actually three with Oakland, and two with the Angels. So it's right there in front of them. We'll see what happens. Dave, I have to ask you uh, about the uh, Field of Dreams game. Obviously, it didn't include the, uh, the the Mariners, but as a baseball guy, guy who loves the game, uh, I don't know if you were broadcasting during it or did you get to watch the whole thing or just watch the highlights. I, I thought it was just a, an epic Hollywood show that baseball pulled off. What were your thoughts of Field of Dreams in Iowa? I got home probably about the fifth or sixth inning after our game, and uh, it, it was it's entertainment, and it was an absolute home run. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, it was fantasy land, no question. And still, my one of my love James Earl Jones. And the other uh, the favorite part of the movie is when uh, when uh, the character of Moonlight Graham morphed into the great uh, actor. Uh, as an adult, morphed into Burt Lancaster, which to me blew my socks off. I'll never right. forget that. I, I always loved Burt Lancaster, but uh, no, I thought I thought they nailed it. I like the walking out from the stalks. How he beat. I mean, the visuals were fabulous. It, they absolutely nailed it. And I don't think I, I think it's something they can go to, to that well a, a few more times. I was going to ask you that the rumor out there is not official. I thought it would be Cubs and Cardinals. What a great rivalry, but it looks like it's going to be the Cubs and the Reds. And I get the Reds. The Reds are the, you know, first professional team in the history of this country. So I I can see where the Reds are like, don't forget about us. You know, we we deserve to be into something like that. Uh, What do you think about Reds and Cubs? I totally, I totally uh, agree that the Reds should definitely be under consideration. But give, given the geographics, for my money, you got to go Cubs Cardinals for, for That's number what I two. And, and and I have no problem with Cincy uh, being the third pick. But yeah, I get it. But I, I think Cubs Cardinals would have been. You, know, you got to have the Yankees. You got to have somebody from Chicago for the first one. I thought that was great. By the way, the Caps, the throwback Caps of the White Sox. I'm a big hat cap guy. Oh I love yeah, them. I have to find, I have to get one. Um, I thought they were fantastic, but I, I get it. I, I get it. I, I think this is the thing that, especially the way the NFL dominates the sports calendar, this was something, and here we are, you know, several days beyond the fact, and we're still talking about it. I think it's great for baseball. No doubt. His name is Dave Sims, television play-by-play man for the uh, Seattle Mariners and a buddy of mine. Dave, thanks for joining the podcast. We'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Anytime, Rob. Keep it up, man. Bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Strike three. He's out. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 755 why baseball is better 
than the NBA and the NFL. You know what it is? It's preseason in the NFL and the games? Unwatchable! Are you kidding me? There's nothing. As much as I love football, the the thing that I can't watch is preseason football. Not at all. It doesn't interest me. It's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not a challenge. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's like Play-Doh. I still can watch a preseason baseball game, exhibition baseball game, whatever you want to call it, more than I can watch a preseason football game. I mean, the NFL dropped the preseason from four games to three and very easily. And for a long time, fans had to buy the preseason games to buy season tickets because if you gave them the option to buy preseason or regular season, they wouldn't buy preseason football. The regulars don't play a lot of guys who won't, won't even make it to the NFL play, and it's boring and it's terrible. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.